Tom Hamlet, and of course my co-host and superstar of a sis kicks. Oh wow! Hi, that was such an intro. I didn't say much. I just called you <laughs> he just called me a superstar. That's so kind. I got a lot of feedback from last week's podcast about AirPods, and I thank everyone for their feedback. Yes, um, it's funny because Nor from the reality is before our episode came out posted a picture of brooks marks yes oh my with God. his airbod airpods and crazy and i said i dm'd her immediately and i was like this is a small ear problem like it's and, and she was like brooks messaged her <laughs> oh my god what did brooks brooks say? marks dm'd her and was like um no sorry this is the way you wear it to like help with some sound that's what i said to her because i was like i have seen other watch what happens live people wear it like this and i've heard that when you put your airpods away from your face the sound comes through more even yeah so So the way your little ears have it makes it actually um that makes the sound better (laughs) good to know yeah because i um yeah there there was somewhere i saw like, it was something super, super professional where it's, like, it was, like, a fashion icon or something that was not Brooks Marks was wearing it like that. And I'm, like, there's no way this person is wearing it like that because they, like, like, for no reason, you know? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because Like, someone would have told looks, them. It does look crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I will say I can relate because that's how they look in my ears just on the regular, so. Yeah. I, you know, it's. It's a trying time we're in right now. You know, trying to find <laughs> our own Bluetooth headphones. Yes. I did purchase Beats Pros and I'm liking them. Okay. I think what I'm going to have to do is the Beats are the Beat Pro ear things are for athletic purposes and yeah. then the AirPods are for pleasure. Yeah. That's what I feel like a lot of people do. Which is a $400 commitment, but you know, here we are. Right. Yeah. I mean, but I figure they I fi- give us no option. But I so. figure if, if I continue to replace AirPods, it would be more expensive than dedicating sure. my life in um, the duality, if you will, of it all. Mm, that's deep. <laughs> um, well, we have an exciting episode today where we're talking all things Bravo and there is a lot to talk about. So Jesus we're, we're going to try and talk about as much as we can. However, I I had something. Oh, my gosh. What? I had something to share that I just like totally blanked on. Okay, well, guess what? We have about an hour and a half more recording that you. Okay, no, it was about old reality TV that I was like, I can't believe we haven't brought this up. Okay, well, we're going to keep chatting and not post a podcast of us thinking. Okay. Well, what I was going to say, though, is if we for some reason, if you're like, God damn it, I wish they had talked more about. Um, Portia and Fallon. Uh, I wish they had talked more about Leanne Locken. Um, I wish they had talked Leanne. Yeah. <laughs> well, quickly, Leanne is at a is on vacation in in uh, Tulum, actually at a resort. I'm supposed to go to a wedding at this year. Um, and she during her vacation took to her Instagram to just call out like the nonsense on the Dallas reunion. And she's hmm. like, I'm not watching, but, and it's but, like, well, you, you are. But as a racist myself, I well, side with Cameron Westcott. <laughs> that could be a cut that you, someone I could know. take of you. Don't pull that out of here, please, God. <laughs> um, no. So she made an, 
go to um, On This Day in Entertainment. Um, they're an Instagram account as well as a podcast. I'm not going to repeat what Leanne said because it's so graphic about uh, Deandra's uh, father killing himself. Um, so, yeah, it's shocking. Oh, my God. I These women are exhausting. Like, I get – I am, again, as we've said a thousand times on the show, I love boring TV especially boring housewives. So the fact that there's a franchise in almost every season, right? Every city right now that's either filming and has hella drama or airing. I've just, there's a lot. Although I'm thankful for the, I'm thankful for the lot of it because uh, I feel like, I feel like, and I can feel it from the pod, not from the guests, mm. just like, I feel like we haven't had a lot to talk about in the past couple of weeks because I feel like the content hasn't been wow. that exciting. Wow. No, I, I, wow. We always curate great conversations, okay? <laughs> I'm just saying, like, we're not living. We're conversation past... nests, if you will. Is N- that a word? No, conversationalists, <laughs> not conversational nests. <laughs> I said conversationists. No, the word is conversationalists. We're that, okay? Okay, say conversational. <laughs> say that. Conversational. This. Lists. No, 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 no. Don't add the lists. <laughs> conversationalists. Conversationalists. Yeah, perfect. There you go. Isn't that what I said? You said conversationists. <laughs> yeah, that's right. As said. in nests of conversation, <laughs> which that's a different show. It's um, crazy but, that I graduated college with the level, grammar level I have. But anyways. We won't jump into that. Um, but yeah. So we have Jarrett Wasserman, Weisselman on. Uh, he works uh, for Netflix uh, and has a lot of tea on all things Bling Empire. Um, uh, what's it called? Um, Selling Sunset. Oh, speaking of which that. Which will be coming Christine, back soon. Maybe we can get some tea on that. Christine just posted these pictures from her baby shower that are just to die for. Oh, I need to look. She's like a freaking beauty queen. She is so stunning. Um, well, there's the ice cream truck coming to pick up. It's Christine. Oh, I can't you, hear it. You can't hear it. No. I don't know how that make that doesn't make it into the mic. But um, yeah, so we're super excited to talk all things Bravo. But once again, what I was going to say, though, is if you're like, I feel like they didn't touch on something, go listen to uh, the most recent episode of Mixing with Moni. Um, it was mm. her 100th episode. We're so proud of her for making it to 100 episodes. Uh, she's had a wild year. She's charting after 100 episodes. We're going to be charting in... Um, uh, after a hundred thousand, yeah. After a hundred thousand episodes, we'll chart like <laughs> Monty does after a hundred. Um, so no, but I, I had the pleasure of being on with Taria Kendrick. Uh, so Taria of what else is going on? Kendrick Tucker of um, You, Me, Housewives of Marvel Two, as well as um, Chelsea of Ono Bravo. So go listen Truly to that. Truly star studded. We spend two hours talking Bravo hot topics, essentially. So oh, you we- should know that yesterday I was talking to mom and dad and we were having a serious conversation and I was just like, to bring it back, to bring the mood up, I just want to share some housewife's drama. And dad goes, everything about Portia is crazy, right? What? <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Who cares he, if we haven't charted in the United <laughs> States pop charts? Our father knows the drama about Portia. He's so proud of us. He he also listened to that episode. He was like, I listened to the two hour chat about it. So now, okay, the one thing I'll say before we um, jump into our Jarrett chat 
is that um, something was revealed on the episode with Moni, um, and that is that she was on an IG Live with me, as well as an episode of this podcast with us, talking about Summer House, and she's never seen Summer House. What? Oh, oh, so you didn't. So you didn't listen to the episode. <laughs> Clearly, you didn't. <laughs> I didn't. I'll let Moni know that. Yet. Now we're even. No, don't. Well, she. It's. I'm. This is going into the recording. So. Okay, fine. <laughs> I can't believe she nailed it. She's a scammer. No, she's yeah. <laughs> she's, she, she's just good. No, she's just good at her job. And she's and scammers are also scammers are good at their jobs. <laughs> <laughs> I want to start this like fake feud with her that like I'm going to go on to her podcast and not watch an episode again and then be like, <laughs> by the way, I didn't watch it. <laughs> oh, my God. I wish wow. I wish everyone had been there for the visual of it because she says it. And Chelsea said that my my gear, she could see my whole head just like turn around Spinning. 10 times and just like, what? <laughs> <laughs> that was disgusting noise. <laughs> Um, so yeah, that was a reveal. So check that out. Um, a reveal, if you will. Sure. Um, <laughs> so before we get into this little fun chat, just a reminder: um, our Patreon is still, you know, up and running. So go subscribe to it. We are in the middle of our coverage of Flavor of Love. Uh, we had a really uh, chaotic episode released this week, which I actually think um, I'm going to post to the main feed on Monday because it's a great mm. episode, and we don't have a chat we don't have a we don't have an episode on monday so i was like maybe we should let everyone yeah hear. like a bonus episode yeah. yeah so we're taking monday's episode off to reconvene before we jump into a new show that will be revealed next week yeah um so yeah rate review subscribe all that stuff and we're gonna take a quick break and we'll be back with Jarrett weisselman of netflix see you soon <laughs> Okay, and we are back uh, to chat all things Bravo. Uh, we are joined today with Jarrett Weisselman of Netflix. You can follow him at Jarrett Says on Instagram. Uh, he's hilarious and has all the tea on Selling Sunset, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, I mean, the, legally, the tea that I'm illegally allowed to spill, yes. yes. But yes. Um, yes, it's so nice. Uh, thank you so much for having me. Of course, thank we're you so much. To yeah, chat. thank you so much for coming on. We're so excited to virtually meet you and chat Bravo, and I'm sure other things will probably come up. I mean, great. I love it. I can, I can ramble on with the best of them. I yes. know. Isn't it? I say this like every time we have someone on that we like don't know, know yet that like, it's just so fun that like we, we're going to be able to sit here for an hour and talk like about things. And we just met, you know, because like Bravo just brings families together, you know? It's like a shared language. It's like when you go to college and you see someone who has like a poster on their dorm wall of their fa of your same movie that you love. You're like, oh, these are my people. This is great. Like Bravo yeah. is truly like a universal connector, you know? And, and then there's like subcategories within it. It's like, oh, are you a Housewives Bravo gay? Or are you <laughs> like a, you know, are you a million dollar listings? Like real estate one? Like it's weird how there are these things and people have really hard and fast lines about what they do and don't watch, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know why, but- I'm like, I never watch any of the million dollar listings. Okay, same. I just That's get where I draw my line as well. Yeah, it, it does. And for a long time, I was no below deck. And then I got really into below deck. And now right. I'm like watching Sailing Yacht for no reason. I think that's what should be my Tom, don't make a face on my mistake. I think that's what should be my next like deep binge is below deck. 
Tom, I am you. I am watching Marriage is Medicine. Don't start <sighs> that shit. So, Tom yeah. always gets mad at me because I watch everything else than what anything. I'm supposed to watch. I didn't right. say a goddamn well, word the whole time. You just you just got so nervous. <laughs> Listen, that's like me at work. They're always like, hey, Jared, did you watch those screeners that you need to for your job? And I'm like, no, but I did rewatch Scary Island last night for the 17th time. Is that count yeah. for work? And it does not count for work. They're like, well, it's crazy because we don't even stream that on <laughs> Netflix. <laughs> oh, could you imagine if Netflix had Bravo oh, content? I would be Things so would good be- at my job. Yeah, things would be different because right now I'm, we're, I'm like head first into Paramount Plus. Yes. Oh, I'm actually, listen, I don't, their interface is terrible, but the or library awful. is there. I mean, the yeah. library is there. So the I'm you want. all for it. I, I love it. That could yeah, be like I a guess... very like good read on someone as well. Like, right. well, right. honey, your interface is terrible. But the, <laughs> the library is there. Your interface it's, is I mean, terrible. It's like the, library the only thing worse than your interface would be your outer face. And that's the read. Right? Okay, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, I want, so I don't know if this is like something you can really talk about or not. Um, but like, what is Netflix feeling in general? Because like streaming services in the past year have just like completely just grown which i'm sure netflix knew that was probably going to happen but especially reality because like mm-hmm. like hbo max is slaying their reality right now which i didn't really foresee coming necessarily and what do we have like on the docket for netflix reality coming up soon if you can talk about it i mean listen you know we have a new season of selling sunset we actually renewed it for two more seasons we have a spinoff of selling sunset that was untitled but it takes place in florida at an all black, all female uh, real estate firm, which I think is going to be incredible. We have new seasons of Queer Eye that are in production. We have, you know, we have a new Marie Kondo series. We have (gasps) new seasons of Love is Blind. We just finished a new season of The Circle. We have Too Hot to Handle. Like, I know that I I will only speak for myself. This is not a a Netflix statement. But I think, you know, I think the, what you're talking about is a little bit of, new toy syndrome you know what i mean right like hbo max is new and listen i'm you know big shot with bethany i have a lot of feelings about we can talk about them <laughs> you know that's I what love, i mean legendary is exactly I that literally like, just amazing yes. yeah. i mean 12 dates of christmas like i caught a bunch of that <laughs> we, that was we the watched, show we watched it twice i watched it twice no i did through. not watch it, it twice was... don't put those words in my mouth <laughs> uh, sorry i watched it twice through because it's the craziest show I've ever seen. Wait, it was, I, it was very uncomfortable. A lot of so the, the my favorite part about it is that Faith's name isn't Faith. What was her name again? <laughs> um, Christian. I'm, well, I mean, those the, do have some Christian kind faith. of overlap there. Like, well, her middle. You know. It's just is her like, name the Christian like, Faith? Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's just like baseline of like how crazy that show is that they just yeah. renamed one of the people. <laughs> But, you know, I mean, to me, here's the thing, though, to me, the, you know, because I work in social, obviously, Mm -hmm. I mean, not obviously, I work in social. You do, Um, And, you know, I believe that you can really, truly tell the impact a series has based on the growth and followers that its cast members get, right? Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. with Stranger Things came out, Millie Bobby Brown went from zero Instagram followers to 20 million. You know, Lana Condor and Noah Centineo after To All the Boys, huge skyrocketing in their Instagram. Yeah. You look at that gay guy whose name I've already forgotten who was on 12 Dates of Christmas and I have more Instagram followers than he does and I don't have a lot of Instagram I was worried you knew him honestly because you're in LA and the gay circle is so small 
<laughs> but my, my point is that like, I think there's, I think that again, I'm so, I feel like I need to keep couching it. Everything I say, it is only about me for the rest of the show. But like, <laughs> I think there's something that HBO Max has yet to figure out about actually permeating culture yeah, versus just point. having shows people like. And to me, that's really the difference. And that really indicates, I think, the staying power of something versus a platform that is financially viable or makes sense for a business model. You know, I think if you look at it, it's, to me, it's like Flight Attendant was a massive cultural hit, for sure, obsessed. Um, and Justice League, you know, the Fincher I mean... cut, sure. Snyderverse restored, yep. But like beyond that, I'm not really sure. And mm. I still think, listen, I love the Netflix reality offerings, but to this day, I don't think anyone's doing it like Bravo's doing it even still. Oh, yeah. of course not. Well, I you mean, convinced Bravo... me I hate HBO Max now. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, that's, you bring up such a good point because you're totally right. It's like the Netflix reality TV, they create, like followings not necessarily like cult followings but like we follow literally them on instagram and just follow the shows and are so excited for renewals and things like that but i could live without 12 days of christmas <laughs> but i could never have I mean, lived without giannina on my screen back in january of 2020. i mean right i mean where you know where are she like is she still screaming at that poor man in the kitchen all the time about like no. not liking sex <laughs> I would like to know. I wonder if did she, I can did tell she you, lose unfortunately. Butter, yeah, did she lose her butterflies again? Like they're not oh they're God. not together. They did get back together, as we saw on the um reunion. Right. right. No, wasn't Need, he... okay. Lauren and Cameron are still married. Okay. Happily. Yes. I follow both of them on Instagram. Oh, beyond, I mean, they're the cutest ever. Cameron is so Best. fucking hot. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> what the oh, fuck? And he's so hot. And then the other Amber in that. Bennett. Amber and Barnett. 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 Yeah. They're also still married. The and shock, very, very, shocking. shocking. And seemingly very, very <laughs> happy. You know, and I think, you know, I always say that the truest test of a new reality show that's like a competition or some sort of, you know, you there's like a com- competitive element. Um, it always really comes down to who that first winner is and does it prove mm. the point of the show? I mean, the perfect example of this is Kelly Clarkson on American Idol. We had, mm-hmm. in my opinion, the best winner the show has ever had win the first season. So you prove the show works with your first winner. Wow. To me, Lauren and Cameron are that for Love is Blind. They've now been married for two plus years. They're incredibly happy. They're more in love than ever. And so to me, that kind of proves the thesis of Love is Blind is possible. Is everyone going to have that? Of course not. But the fact it's capable of producing two very, very long lasting marriages that are incredibly happy is kind of amazing. Yeah, I mean, yeah. You're I mean, you're your seriously giving us you, you, great, you great me. insight. <laughs> you sold me on Netflix, even though I was already sold. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, so I'm so glad. This is these are you're just gonna get like insight into all this insane things that like bang around in my head all day. So. No, but it's <laughs> it's like it's actually something I've never heard before and makes a lot of sense. Yeah, it's just no, like the reason that the shows are hits is because like the winners most of the time are big yeah you see it's possible or even just like your root even if it's like a horrible like the person who won is mean and horrible if they're an icon like then you're gonna tune in again yeah (laughs) i mean and the only real like exception to the rule is i think the voice which has been so successful for eleven thousand seasons could not tell you a single winner but i could name (laughs) but, but that show it became very very clear that 
that show wasn't about the contestants. It was about the judges and it was about watching their chemistry and watching how they interact. Because I mean, Blake Sheldon and Adam Levine and Christina, like I could literally name all the judges the show has ever had, but I couldn't Mm -hmm. name a contestant. No, I couldn't. I literally can't even think of a face right now. (laughs) (laughs) Hope no one's listening to this that is on The Voice or won The Voice. (laughs) I I mean, honestly, I'll tell you to your face. Like that's that's not on you. That's not your fault. And I'm sure if you won The Voice, you probably are very happy with everything that has happened. So I don't know that me talking a little bit of shit about you on the podcast is going to necessarily ruin your day. No, of course not. I almost forget that people win. Like <laughs> that's what I'm saying. I'm you forget there's contestants, right now, and I'm like, oh my god, there is a winner. Like <laughs> there are, I think, like 18 winners of that show. Oh, like, but you, yeah, yeah, it's like I only think about the judges who win. Exactly, exactly. Right. It's like, well, I know Kelly's won this many times, and Nick yeah. Jones. Like that's exactly right, and Miley. like that's a, it's a weird. Um, thing for your show to sort of live and die on but it's clearly working i mean it's you know it's carson daly man he keeps lucking into just the craziest gigs imagine like you get trl which is like the biggest thing in the world for almost 10 years and then you have some weird nbc late night show that airs at four in the morning for like 10 years (laughs) and then you come back and you're and then you're doing the today show and then you're hosting the biggest reality competition show like nbc has ever had right it's wild. Share the wealth. He's, he doesn't need any money. <laughs> sure. I mean, listen, maybe he does. I don't know. I don't know his deal, but no. It is strange. So we have a lot to jump into. So before we, yes. but before we do that, we have to ask you about your journey with reality television a little bit. Um, sure. So what reality television made you a dumpster diva, which is what we call our fellow trash taste-aholics. Um, in addition to that, is there a certain person person on reality television that you were like, this is this is my my place, my space. I mean, there have been so many over the years. You know, I was a huge Survivor fan from the very first season. Mm-hmm. I watched American Idol from the very first season. I watched Real Housewives of New Jersey and New York from the very beginning. There was always something about reality television in general that I found very appealing. I mean, not like I've never really thought this out before, so I might just be talking insanity, but That's like okay. maybe there's maybe there's something to the fact of not liking like sort of the reality of your existence at the time. I mean, I was what? Uh, so that was like 2000. So I like had just graduated high school. I was in college. It was mm-hmm. sort of one of those really um, big years in terms of like change and growth. And so I think there was something very appealing about the escapist pleasures that reality television offered. It's always Mm -hmm. been incredibly mindless, but then also something you spend a lot of time focusing on. I mean, you know, I spent, I think I watched the first like 17 seasons of Big Brother and that's three nights a week. And that's crazy to think about. Like that's a lot of time lost to the worst dregs (laughs) of society. But I think in terms of Bravo, I mean, you know, New Jersey is always going to have a special place in my heart because I'm from New Jersey. Um, And I would like to point out that my life was nothing like that. Those people (laughs) don't talk. I don't talk like that, obviously, (laughs) but um, I, but I have been to multiple weddings at the Brownstone, which was iconic in retrospect. Oh, that is iconic. Wow. Um, But for me, like my city is New York. Like my city has always been New York, both as a person and a Bravo watcher. Yeah. 
And I've had, you know, I've had a lot of like loves over the years. Like, I mean, we all mess with Bethany and Dorinda and I was also like really into Heather for a while. But the real truth is when I think about my favorite all time Bravo person, the only one who has brought me the level of joy and insanity and delusion and spectacle and iconic moments to earn like the number one place in my heart is Countess Luann. Oh, thank God. I was so oh. scared you were going to say Teresa. <laughs> oh <laughs> Me too. No, I'm not, well, a, I'm saying... not a Teresa fan. Okay, okay. I'm not, you were I'm saying famously you... not a Teresa fan. Great, 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 great. But that is, I mean, she is so captivating in her, she has like six arcs over oh, her career exactly. on Bravo. It's exactly. like, she yeah. doesn't start here and go up and back. Like, you know, it's like the classic arc. She just yeah. is constantly on a roller coaster. Like, Well, truly. that's what it is. It gets a little bit better, completely crashes and burns, has to start <laughs> over, right? She's just like, right. if, if, if I don't know if this is how Sims work, but I feel like in somehow <laughs> in the Sims world, you can have all your things taken away and you basically have to start over again. Yeah. Her game is constantly <laughs> resetting, right? Absolutely. She's constantly being reset. And so if you think about about, you know, the statement necklaces and going to that, you know, youth organization and telling that girl one that girl, she can like, lose she weight fat to be, yeah, she was too fat to be a model. And she was 16. Oh my God. That's awful. And dating Jacques and the pirate and don't be all uncool and falling into the bush in Mexico. Like, and then the cabaret stuff now and the don't tell me it's not about Tom. It's just, to me, Luann is the most like the biggest deliverer of iconic moments yeah, for in sure. all of Housewives. When you really take a step back, like, cause I understand she's polarizing and she's not for everyone. And she's a megalomaniac psychopath, but like, that's what I love about her. But yeah, I would say I like, she's not as polarizing as some of the other women on the show. For sure. And because she like, does seem like a good person. Yes, yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> some, on some level, actually, yeah. I said it and it sounded so a better person than my mouth. That's the lowest bar. Yes. Ramona delivers lines and scenes and moments. Luann delivers story. I think that is like what it is. Like, like Luann gives story to every season and not a lot of the, a a lot of wives on all, pretty much, I would say the majority of housewives fight to make story and very rarely Mm -hmm. do they actually have an organic one. And Luann. Melissa. I'm, oh my god, it's so weird watching all that play out. Yeah, but um, yeah, I I, I respect that, and I I agree. I, I mean, New York is what is what we love too. Yeah, so. yeah. And it's just Thanks. it's it's just it just continues to even a bad season of New York is still better than the best seasons of a lot of the other cities. You know? Yeah, I agree. Agree totally. Yeah, like this one, the one that's just started. Like, it, no matter what it is, like I'll still have so much more fun watching it than any other show that's on right now. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So, I just I love them. They're just they're they're my they're my they're my ladies. They're my family. Yeah. Like, you no, know, I totally my friends agree. That I no longer want to see. <laughs> so I, like, let's jump into New York. Wait, we're... Can yes. we talk? You know, wait, can we talk oh. Portia? Oh, oh, yes. I would love <laughs> before to talk we about recap. Portia. We have to talk a little news. And that's Miss Miss Portia. Wilkes. Didn't we talk? OK, what? I mean, what, what? It's just like it all runs through. What did we talk? Like... We have yet to talk about it on this podcast. yet. OK. No. Oh my god, I feel like I'm I feel like I've just like arrived to like the White House state dinner or something. Like this is like the <laughs> this is a very big deal to talk about this. It really on a is Housewives podcast. I it is something that I will never it's like a it's like a Luann arrested moment. Like like mm-hmm. I'll remember where I was on Monday night. It, oh my god. It was such a usually these things happen daytime or morning, you wake yeah. up to it. It all happens so late at night. 
<laughs> so, <laughs> so it was the night on Monday. We all was, get these this picture of her with the ring and everything. Yeah, it was weird. It was also the timing was crazy because it was the day after the third part of the reunion, which yeah. to me felt like incredibly calculated in a way that kind of was like a little off putting, maybe. But it's so weird because she it's not like she had a bad reunion. You know, right. it's not like she's trying to like make a story that See, she, I she wasn't agree with you, but go ahead, keep going. Well, it's like, I don't know. I think that she had a fine reunion. It's like story-wise, it's like she wasn't amazingly kind and wonderful. And you, I wasn't necessarily on her side the whole time, but it, like, it's not like she sat in the corner and had nothing to say. And so she was like trying to like make waves with this announcement. Part yeah. of me thinks it was kind of an accident. I do wonder that too, because the thing is, it was the photo of them and her hand was kind of on him with the ring though. Like it's such an intentional, here's how we'll know. Here's how we'll know if it was truly an accident or calculated. Uh, the news I'm sure you guys saw came out that Bravo has given Portia like a three episode, like little mm -hmm. spinoff just about yeah. her life and stuff. So if they were filming at the event mm. where Simon and Dennis and her both were, which I think was Mother's Day, if Bravo cameras were up for Mother's Day and caught like that moment and everything, then it feels like the rollout was very calculated. Mm -hmm. if, if cameras go up like now in the aftermath of that, then maybe it really was a little, um, a little bit pieced together sort of just on the fly. Yeah, that's a good point. That, that is a good point. I don't know what's going to happen. I, I I think she might be done, like, with Housewives. I've, I just mm. got this feeling from her on the reunion yeah. that she turned to me into that very, like, nini place where she started to resent. She, she resents everyone. She doesn't yes. have any friends. And yes. it's not fun to watch her. Like, she, Portia is fun when she has people that she can joke with. And then she also has people that she can, like, joke at. But right now, like, there's no one there. Shamia's there just, like, as a side piece. Even though Shamia says that that's not the case. But that that is the case. Like, that's her only ally. She doesn't have anyone there. She looked bored out of her fucking mind. And she wasn't owning up to anything. I, I think Atlanta is sort of at a crossroads right now, right? Because I think it can go one of two ways. I think either Bravo chooses to go the, the auntie's route mm -hmm. or the niece's route. Because on one hand, you've got Candy, you've got Cynthia, and you've got Kenya, who do a very specific kind of show. Mm -hmm. That show is very, very different from the show you're getting with Portia and with Toya mm -hmm. and with Drew. Yeah. And I don't know that those two shows mesh anymore because what you're seeing, everything that happened this season between Kenya and Portia to me was indicative of a clash of the aunties and the nieces because the aunties are like, this is weird. Let's really dig into this. Let's make story about this. And the nieces were like, you're being crazy. We are just living. Let us have fun. Right. And I was really on Portia's side about the whole Bolo thing. Same. I thought Kenya was being a real asshole and annoying and just like, but that also to me feels a little bit like this. There wasn't a ton this season anyway. Like if you take out Bolo, what was nothing. this season? What well, we got nothing this? until we got nothing else until we got profit, profit. lot and then right. there was oh, more storyline but that came in so late but 
And, and that was also very confusing for like most of its time. I, I'm not even sure I'm like, I still 100% understand the profit thing. <laughs> I, um, here's the thing. If a plot line on a reality show is confusing, guess what? It's probably fake. Because a real, I mean, a real plot line makes sense. Yeah. Like, like, remember the plot line? I always, when I think of a fake plot line, my mind goes immediately to Munchausen in Beverly Hills. Because oh. do you remember that season and how everyone was like, oh. I feel like every person I talked to when that was going down was like, now what are they fighting about it's, again? And it's right. like, well, so-and-so said that so-and-so had this. But what they're mad about is that so-and-so w- took so-and-so to their bedroom and like was whispering about the show. And it's like, okay, if it takes this long to explain, then it's not real. With once Back to Louis. And guess what? She got arrested. <laughs> she, Tom was sleeping with other, Tom cheated on her. Like there's it's very simple storylines that are because they're real, you know? Right. And I 100%. think, I think like Kenya was, I am not a Kenya fan. I find her like very, very rude, but I get the Kenya appeal after I watched this reunion because she was just, I understand where she's coming from about like, well, we're on a TV show. So you did this in the house that the TV show is paying for. But, like, I get that kind of, but you also don't have to just be, like, so rude about the whole thing. It was just, it, it, I'm so with you. And then to bring up, like, the dungeon thing from four years ago, I'm like, I didn't even know that that was, like, relevant. No, but that's why. So what happened was, after after Candy and Portia went through the whole thing where Phaedra said that, like, locked her in a sex dungeon all that stuff like candy's like reclamation of it was like well you know what i'm gonna do a dungeon tour so she launched this whole dungeon tour that bolo was a part of um, oh i didn't realize that it was called a dungeon because yes 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 yeah so they toured the they did a dungeon tour of all Mm -hmm. the united states of america they had them everywhere like you go see strippers and candy perform and like Somehow, so I switched show. Uh, Nini was in it for a little bit before she mm-hmm. cursed yeah. out that person. Um, then, but, but yeah, so it was actually, it is kind of going back to that. So I did kind of, kind of get well, that. Well, you, in the reunion, you see Candy go through it because yeah. you yeah. see her being on Portia's side. And then when Kenya was like, Portia, do you realize that we're sitting in a dungeon because of you? Can- I don't think it clicked in Candy's head, really. Right. Because That's she like becomes so quiet and like up- you could tell she was so upset. Yeah. I, well, I think I think you're totally right. Candy to me is you know a I I think Candy's a wonderful person, and I think that to me you know that reunion when that all came out is still one of like the hardest things to watch because you not only see Candy realize what happened, you see Portia realize how she was used. You see. Phaedra completely shut down and not know what to do about being fully exposed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you've got Sheree also being really upset. Like it was very upsetting, right? Yeah. And so I think what's really interesting about the moment you're talking about in the reunion just now is that while Candy, I do believe, has found a way to share time with Portia and to slowly get back to a good place, I don't think that changes the way she feels about what happened. And I think anytime Mm -hmm. she's brought back to that moment, she feels the pain of being lied on like that and such a horrible thing being said and being said by someone she thought was a really good friend. I mean, Candy and Phaedra for those first four seasons were just as close as 
as Portia and Phaedra were. Mm -hmm. And so I think the betrayal still stings. And so I agree. I think she probably hadn't put it together. She probably thought, oh, this is just because we had the, the bachelorette party. And then right. when Kenya pointed that out, she was like, oh, right. When you do walk it back, yeah. it does all come back to the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'll i be curious to see where Portia goes from here with her journey with Housewives. But obviously, like with her getting a three-part series like she's not going anywhere from bravo so and it's she's like, still co-hosting chat room every yeah. Sunday. like it's like maybe like maybe that's what she wants to evolve into mm-hmm. i think what's okay here's what i think is gonna happen so today today like right before we started recording bravo released a like future like new series post i don't did you guys mm-hmm. see that so um so one of the shows that they first of all <laughs> the summer house do you watch summer house i mean i love summer yeah house. it's the best it's so good but the name of the spinoff is Summer House Winter Charm. I want to the jump out of the stupidest thing it's in the, the world. the dumbest name ever. I think it's great. I love it. I'm a <laughs> no. terrible person. Why it is made it me not laugh. called Winter House and Summer House? It's like so... Well, like, be- because they because want you to know there's Southern Charm people on it too. Or Winter Charm would be yeah. cute. Or Charm House. Summer I don't charm. know. Winter <laughs> Charm. Okay, but the weirdest thing about it though is there's a, there's people there that aren't on either of the shows as well. Right. So right. it's like, so like Summer so House, Winter I- Charm, and Strangers. <laughs> right. Well, so there's like this like hot model that I follow is apparently on the show, which I didn't realize. And there's like a bunch of randoms, but like, I don't know. I'm into it. I, mean, I think, oh, you know, li- listen, I'm I will gonna say, watch it. I'm just saying the name I think oh, is, of crazy. course. Oh, yeah. Totally. But the success of the way they brought Sierra in this season on summer house, which I did not think was going to work. And I came out obsessed with Sierra. Same. I think that makes me feel confident. They can bring new people into this fold in a way that might feel organic or maybe it won't. Yeah. I'm a huge fan of MTV's the challenge. And I don't know if you Same. watch that. Yes, but, do oh, I, I mean, do I, I watch it? About, like, <laughs> You want to talk about like shows that gave birth to my reality television obsession. Right, right, um, yeah. But they recently, well, not like, I guess maybe like eight or 10 seasons ago, started bringing in people who had nothing to do with MTV, the challenge, right? They had Survivor right. people yeah. on. They've got Big Brother. Short, Big, Big brother. brother. They also, the season that I'm watching right now, I think it's 32. They bring someone from The Bachelor on. Right, exactly. Oh, yeah. So yeah. it's like, about that. Yeah. That was a one time. So if, if they can do that successfully. Some of my favorite players on the challenge are now not from MTV at all. So mm-hmm. I give Bravo some some leeway here to bring some people into the perfectly named Summer House Winter Charm. Well, cause here's the <laughs> thing. If, I mean, I wanna be, I want them to do another fresh meat version of the challenge so I can be on the challenge. Yeah. Cause oh, like that would right be now I don't have imagine. an in, like I want to be on it so bad, but I don't have an in. Yeah. Cause I, I well, have to work no so shows that feed right. into it right. anymore. I'm like, so right. I have to work so hard to get on another show to get on the challenge. It's like, let me just also, would you die if drag race girls got to go on the challenge? It'd be so I fun. Can, <laughs> it would be I so could fun. not even, I mean, the only one who could probably be really good on the challenge is Cameron. Cameron Michaels. Michaels. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Oh, that, she would be intense. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, wait. But okay. like people would be scared of her. Yeah. Oh yeah. my God. Yeah. No. So what I was saying, Bravo released like a upcoming programming and yes. one of the shows on it was essentially Candy's version of Vanderpump Rules. Yes. So my point, what I was going to say is I, I have a feeling that. Portia and Candy are going to leave the franchise and maybe Cynthia as well. And Cynthia is going to go do something on her own. And I could see, or maybe being staying as a friend of, and I think that Kenya stays and Drew stays and as like the new enemies and they build a show around like the young, about yeah. young cast members. Well, cause thing. they, that means they'd have to get a whole new cast essentially. I think they're going to do because- it though. Because Latoya and Tanya are never coming on again. <laughs> they both made that. Coming vi- back. 
No, she said it. Coming back. She has said it multiple times. Uh huh. Uh huh. Okay. <laughs> I, came to that reunion. Guys, you know who didn't I come died. to the reunion was Tanya because she's not leaving Canada. Tanya. She's not coming back. That Toy was back. so fucking funny. Usually Andy would be harder on someone, but Andy just goes, "Anyone heard from Tanya?" <laughs> 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 that really killed me. Um, no. So, but yeah, I, I, I'm I'm confident that Bravo can do a cash shakeup successfully. I just hope they commit to it because sometimes I feel like they don't fully commit. Like I feel like there are time. There has been a couple seasons of OC where the the shakeup should have happened and Ooh. it kept not happening so commit to the shakeup the shakeup worked so well when they did it in new york season five i still yeah. think season five is a slept on season of new york it's great great season um so yeah um that's that's yeah. kind of our atlanta chat should we, let's uh do we want to three statements about dallas anything um, fire every one of them. Great. Cool. Um, let's move on to New Jersey. Wait, I, yeah. Um, and I, my, <laughs> oh, yeah, go I ahead, have thanks. a statement. My statement was Cameron and the Westcott name trash. is trash. trash. They are the worst people. I'm sorry. I know that's more. Her husband, her brother. Have you seen yes. what they've done to Tiffany in the yes. last like 48 hours? Yes. It's disgusting. First of all, Tiffany's wonderful. Amazing. I love her. Yes. The Westcots are garbage people, and I would love to tell them to their faces because I too. think they I have think... a lot of skeletons that are about to come out of their closet. Cameras, they, brother... and they look probably exactly like them because they all look like skeletons. <laughs> okay. Well, no, but not, I do. Not the Westcots, I wish. Though. I wish that. Um, they would transition Tiffany into a married to medicine Dallas. Oh, that would be fun. I like be- that. Cause then it's like, we can still keep her because she is so excellent on TV. Yeah. And then we can get rid of everyone else. Yeah. Yeah. I'd be fine <laughs> with that. I think, I think Dallas is donezo. I, I agree. I, I encourage everyone to look up the drama that's happening right now with a character named uh, Chart. Westcott. Shart. Westcott. Yes. It's the um, it's the I, I, I man him, name. I call him Shart. Shart. Westcott. That's, sure. um, that's correct. That's I think that's the correct pronunciation. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> just I, we're not we're not even gonna give it time here, but just go look into it because it's disturbing. Um, so let's chat Jersey. Um, so we had yes. the Jersey finale, and I I've seen a lot of discourse on like the Bravo pod Instagrams and stuff like that. And a lot of people are talking about the season being pretty sleepy and I kind of love it. Like, I don't really care. Like I, it was, I found it kind of enjoyable. I love a lot of these women actually. And I think they have a great cast and they did what they could with COVID. They, they had some drama and I actually I loved it too. thought that the Melissa Same. and Joe drama was fake until this episode. And then this episode, I was like, we I, need three more episodes, like to resolve something. You know, it's like feel too short. You don't it? usually yeah. finish the finales. Usually, them like dancing and smiling at like a party, not like screaming mm-hmm. at each other. Well, everyone like, was dancing except for Melissa and Joe. That's true. I mean, <laughs> no, but I agree. I will say, I New Jersey for me is actually the toughest franchise because it got so dark for so long. I think mm-hmm. you know, starting with the Melissa and Joe and Joe and Teresa physically fighting and Melissa on her knees, like screaming, stop hurting my, like that was probably the darkest thing I've ever seen on reality television. And this is a platform where a woman's husband committed suicide because of the show. Right. Like, and still that's not as dark as what happened on Jersey. And Mm -hmm. I think that darkness permeated the show for so long and it was always so heavy and so present. And there was this feeling of, this family is being ripped apart by this show and this world. And so, 
you know, it was really hard to watch for a long, long time. And then you had the lawsuits and then you had the parents dying and you had to watch that old man just like slowly wither on the show. And so this season to me felt like validation or a reward for sticking through all of that for some reason. Mm. I thought this was the first season I even borderline liked Teresa in any way, shape or form. I felt Same. bad for her with all, yeah. you know, that they went to the thing and her mom wasn't there. And, you know, the Jackie stuff we can get into in a second, but overall, like this is probably my favorite season of Jersey in like maybe 10 seasons, like forever and ever. And the one thing I will say is I never ever have like full 180s on a housewife if I dislike them. If mm-hmm. I dislike them, I can like deal with them, but I'm never going to love them. There have only been two housewives in the history of housewives that had full 180s on. The okay, first who? one is Dorit on Beverly Hills because oh, I'm not I'm not on I'm the not other her. side of the 180 yet. You'll get there. You'll get there. <laughs> we'll, the we'll other chat is, in a Jen- is Jennifer. Yes, I yes. love Jennifer. Jennifer came into that show in the first season and was such a piece of shit nightmare. I didn't know what to do with myself. <laughs> and now, not only do I love her, I love her family. I think her kids are amazing. Her I'm kids dying, are stars. <laughs> I'm dying for her poor mother to figure this shit out because that's very upsetting. I think Bill is a great husband. I think she is funny. I'm she's like probably my favorite housewife on Jersey right now. And this is somebody I hated in her her first, first, but her first season, she was insufferable. Like, right. That's what I'm saying. (laughs) And I don't know what happened, but like, maybe she watched it and was like, Oh shit. See, but I don't think she actually has self-awareness as evidenced by that Instagram live she did where she was calling because she was talking about like her maids weren't good enough. Like Ugh. it's, it, I don't know that it, I just, I, I think she just learned how the show works in a way that has actually benefited her because mm-hmm. she's getting drunk, which is still such a problem, you know, for the thing. She's still fighting with people, but it's not getting to that place where, Melissa's breaking glasses and charging at her. I think to Teresa and Danielle together when when Jennifer first came on the show was probably a really bad toxic energy to get caught up in because mm-hmm. they're so conniving and there's so much manipulation Oof, happening yeah. with Danielle and Teresa that yeah. I think that pulled Jennifer in. And so she was so antagonistic towards Siggy and Marge and Melissa that it created this weird energy. And now she's like, oh, that's not who I am. I'm not actually that kind of person. And so now we see her for who she actually is. There's something to me incredibly iconic about her having her anniversary meal in her foyer in her huge ass house. (laughs) So Jersey. (laughs) I'm like, what the hell are we doing? But I'm here for it. First of all, I definitely, I didn't have like a foyer like that, but we had like an entryway, but like I fully had dinners there, like on holidays, we'd bring like another table and and like eat it there. We've done that. Not in the full. Okay, yes, we have. Like if we have maybe when there's thirty people because we can't fit everyone at the table, but there are six of them. Yes, that is in a round table in their foyer that looks like a Disney princess castle. It's like, don't you have a really nice dining room? Like I'm positive. Wait, has everyone seen the? One second, I'm sure you have the like SNL skit where they do like the Real Housewives of Disney. Oh my god, it's it's so good. When you think about it, go back and watch it. It looks like they filmed it in this house. Like it's the same like (laughs) white, gaudy, like white and fake diamonds everywhere. Like it feels like the same aesthetic. Yeah, if you told me it was filmed there, I would believe you. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. 
Um, can we talk about that ring for a second? Speaking of diamonds that Bill gave her, nine carats. That's, for it's the size of an eye. It was enormous. Good Although for her. I'm not a she yellow. I'm not a fan of yellow necessarily, but. You listen, if someone gave it to you, you would yeah. wear it and you would love it. You would You'd love say, it. I'm obsessed with yellow. You're right. Yeah. You've changed my mind. Yes. Um, <laughs> but it's like, I think it's been just like a really, a really good season of Jersey. I agree. I, I really, <laughs> I really think the Melissa Joe thing is real now at the end. Cause Melissa is not thrilled about like. She's not thrilled about Joe at all. I mean, like, no. I, yeah. I'm actually seeing her actually angry at him, which I feel like we haven't seen in the past because the energy has been a lot about protecting her family and stuff. But yeah. now, yeah, I, I, I see some like actual anger. I don't think that they would part ever get divorced. Thinks, but no, part of me thinks that they like were gonna fake a storyline and then it. They just started believing it, real. and now it's real. <laughs> Honestly, I bet that happens. Wait, I can totally see point. that. I, I mean, I mean, anyone coming into a storyline like like I feel like I could convince myself to be mad about something if you gave me oh, thirteen episodes. Sorry, so I'm a so I'm a Scorpio, so I'm always <gasps> convincing too. myself to be mad about things. I'm always convincing myself every about day. Things. I mean, there are things happening in here, and then I tell myself enough. I'm like, wow, I can't believe he fucking said that. He never said yeah. it. It's in my head. Did but I do like, something? No, not you. I also am excited that we're only doing a two-part reunion because sometimes three, I think, is too much. And yeah. there, the season was short. There, there was only 13 episodes, which is very short for a, like a senior what housewife is weird season. To me, but what is weird is, to me, if you look at, if you take a step back, Atlanta just had a three-part reunion. I think there's more to talk about in a three-part Jersey reunion than there is. Because if you think for about sure. it, it's... All the Jennifer stuff with her mother. I mean, obviously the the Teresa Jackie stuff. Right. Then it's the stuff with Jennifer and her mother. I mean, Mar- Marge fighting all the time with Jennifer is a story. Melissa and Joe stuff. You know, where is Jackie now? Um, you Teresa's know, boyfriend. Teresa's new boyfriend. Dolores yeah. and her non-existent boyfriend. Like, so it feel. I, I agree with you. I don't need a three-part reunion just to have a three-part reunion, but. If we're comparing, right. New Jersey had more material for three parts than yeah. Atlanta. That's a good point. And I feel like I never really, ca- I never really think we need a three part reunion. I think Summer House this season needed a three part reunion. Oof! I would have watched a fifteen part. I so I was never a Summer House person. Similar to what you were saying before about the million dollar listings, and mm-hmm. like I just was like I don't watch that show. And then, but all of my friends do, and my one friend Ryan. He was like, you know what? I've never watched it. I'm going to start it. I'm going to binge it before the new season starts. And I was like, well, if you're doing it, like, I'll do it. And I watched three episodes. I'm like, well, this is the best show I've ever seen in my entire it's life. So what was I doing for so long? It's so good. It's so entertaining. It's just so It's good. so entertaining because they are also, like, relatable in age and lifestyle. I mean, I can't afford a Hampton house, but like they They're not paying for that house. No. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no. Exactly. But you know what I mean? It's like it's far more from us, though. No, of course. And it's more relatable than yes. like well, I ag- a three-bedroom penthouse in New York City, right. which, yeah. No, I agree. There is, it's it's sort of like, it's like Vanderpump in the way where everything is attainable. It's more realistic. You know, I go to the same restaurants that Vanderpump rules people go to. And like, that's not a compliment of myself. You know, it's <laughs> no, like, it's not. You know, I see them all, <laughs> I see them all the time. If you live in West Hollywood, you're right. always seeing, you know, Tom and Tom at Belmont and things like that. Um 
I will say similar to Jennifer and Bill, the one thing that was so interesting for me about this season of Summer House was the 180 I did on Kyle and Amanda as a couple. You know, I Same never man. really loved their relationship. I never really got what she was doing. After this mm -mm. season, I'm like, not only do I get what she is doing, they are my relationship goals. Yeah. She is an amazing girlfriend. The way she treats him is amazing. The way he treats her. Like, to me, like, I... I don't know if I've been in the pandemic too long to like value a relationship a properly. But <laughs> Kyle and Amanda for me are truly one of the best couples I feel like we have at the moment. Same. They, the level of respect that they have oh, for each other. Yeah. And to me, Amanda's is living proof that you can change a man. So. <laughs> Absolutely. Or, we're, or we're in the phase of it where we fool ourselves and right. we look like assholes later because you cannot right. change a man. I don't know. Right. I'm, I don't know which way it's going to go. No, I, I really think he's changed, and I used to I loathe too. Amanda, hate and him. I love her now. Me, oh. oh, I used to hate Kyle. I always liked Amanda because, again, I've, I say this every episode, but I like the boring ones. So, uh -huh. okay, I so, found I mean, her she, enchanting because yeah, she is right. so bored. Yeah, and has like a bored face. Like <laughs> she does have a bored face. I agree. She is <laughs> resting bored Paige face. Paige does but, like, too, though, which is why Paige we love does Paige. too. Yeah. yeah. But Paige, but Paige had a lot of personality from the jump. Like yes. she came mm -hmm. in like firing. Yes. I I can't believe like the hatchet job that happened on Hannah at that reunion. That was one of the craziest Oof. things I've ever seen. I've never seen it someone was... getting taken down like that before. Wild. I mean, but deserved. She was a yeah. psychopath. Yeah, and I think that they'll she'll come around to the group again, and they'll come around to her again. I don't, I actually don't know if that's true. I, I think that, I think that she may feel that that show, so going back to what we were saying before about the Ninis and the Port, there comes a point in Bravo when uh, the show no longer serves you. I right. think Lisa Vanderpump, her final season of Beverly Hills, that show was no longer serving her when she had mm -hmm. Vanderpump Rules, right? She was always getting painted to be the villain. It was always, always bad for her. Yep. And so- you know, she got out a little too late, but I think Nini, same thing. I think what you're talking about with Candy and Porsche, I think that's probably going through their minds yeah. right now. I think, and I think Hannah might feel like the, the, the shit and the grief that she gets from being on that show is not worth being on that show when she could still be on chat room, maybe some other show. I don't know. It would be really interesting to, to just gonna be see what's, like what the cast looks like next season. What's interesting to think about is that when you think about the cast of chat room, we have yeah. Hannah, Portia, mm -hmm. and yeah. Giselle. Now, yeah. when we think of these three women, um, all of their casts hate them. <laughs> they all have <laughs> right. very awful relationships with men. Um, there's, they just, there's a lot of Venn diagram that like crosses over with the three of them, which is really interesting yeah, because sure. a lot of their issues played out post them being cast on chat room. But um, I want to jump into Roni though, because I want to really spend Please. some time talking about this, yes. this one, because this is where my heart lies. Um, so I once again have, I, I, I'm excited that we're in the Hamptons for five days, AKA three or four episodes for us. Yes. five episodes. <laughs> sure. <laughs> like we only got half a day out of this, out of the first day. So right. we have a lot to look forward to. Um, now, Something I wanted to talk about at the top that was, like, interesting to me. Ebony, I'm loving Ebony. Um, what are your thoughts on Ebony, Jared? Oh, I'm obsessed with her already. I think she's the breath of fresh air the show needed coming into this new season. Yeah. I think she's doing, a, I think what's really funny is 
the, the women, specifically Ramona and Sonia, have an incentive to like her because they're going to look racist if they don't in their own minds, right? Yeah. The, the thing right. is, they're rude to every single person who comes on this show. They were rude right. to they were rude <laughs> right. to Leah. They were rude to Jules. They were, I mean, Jules was the worst, but like they, they were rude to Tinsley. Like they're not nice to new young women who come on the show. Yeah. So it wouldn't be out of character for them to be rude to Ebony, mm -hmm. but their own racist tendencies are being overcompensated by the fact <laughs> right. that she's black. And so they're like, well, we can't be mean to the black housewife. So let's invite her. And so it's creating this strange dynamic, which may benefit her because they're mm -hmm. going to give her more of a chance from the jump, yeah. which is what, how you should treat all people, Ramona right. and Sonia. And <laughs> well, yeah, sure. they don't know how to do that. And to quote Sonia, no. she says this in the car driving to the Hampton. She says, it makes life interesting around her. <laughs> I, I mean, like, I did a pre... What is that supposed it's, to mean? It's, 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 there, it's the most coded language ever. And I appreciated right. Leah when she was bringing her to Sonia's townhouse, you know, she was like, uh, Ebony was like, I don't think they've ever met anyone like me. And legislation goes, you mean a black person? And it's true. <laughs> like, that's honestly yeah. what is happening right now. And well, I, and I think that you're totally right about them overcompensating and now it's looking bad. I think that when they go to Harlem and meet the new friend of it's just going to get worse because I don't know if they've you ever say been that to like Harlem. only lives in, like only exists in a bar in Harlem. You say like, no, <laughs> no, I know. No, I know. I'm just saying like the way you, you said that makes it sound like they made their way to Harlem and find a friend. Like it just, it's like, I'm picturing like this, that being the episode where Bershawn gets introduced. I, I'm not saying you said anything wrong. I just think that it, they're going to get, like, they're just going to make themselves look even worse yeah, because one thousand percent. I well, think about how they acted when they had to go below Houston last season to go to the Russian spa that Leah was taking them to, <laughs> and that's like a very white, like rich area. And I, so they're gonna have the same I watched reaction that episode recently. when they go to Harlem. Yeah, Jeez. I watched the episode recently, and I was like, "Oh my god!" Like you guys are literally like there are like frat boys that live on that street, white yeah. frat boys with like like daddy's credit card like you're not and in a, finance not money in a black yeah, like, area of new york city wait so something we found out though at the top of the episode about ebony which i think is going to make her a really exciting housewife down the road is she talks about her boyfriend that she had recently broke up broken mm -hmm. up with and how the the like point that made her realize that she didn't want to be with him was when he decided in the middle of a global pandemic to be with his children. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, a lot. this is kind of the not right take, but the good take for a housewife. I'm like, you right. have, you have a, you have a self-awareness that you are like that bitch. The like star. you are the star. Yeah. And if anyone, you can't be with someone unless they respect like your star, you know? Yeah. I mean, I, I, the thing I like, I mean, there's a lot of things I like about Ebony. I really like her matter of factness and sort of recognizing these situations. I think she's really quick. I loved, I think for now, my favorite moment, and I know this is probably going to change is when she went to the Sonia's townhouse and Sonia was pointing at all the fish and she's like, look at the Ugh. diversity of the fish. And without even missing a beat, she's like, we got black fish, we got white fish, we got red fish. And Ebony just goes, look at that big fat fish. You got body positive fish. Like, I think, like that's the kind of quick wittedness that I liked that right. Leah brought yes. last year. But I think Ebony is even like a level above that. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. 
Um, we got a lot of heal healers in this episode, which I'm I'm here for healer. I I want to kind of go to a healer. I'm like I think I might have some things to work through. I'm sure that I'm sure that Sonia's healer on the Upper East Side is not that expensive Oof. or busy. Do you think? I th- that the the difference in that woman's appearance between like okay. four seasons was very marked. So I didn't know it was the same healer, and then I saw an I Instagram post either. where it was back to back, and I'm like, wait, yeah. what? Because before yeah, she had like I, red huge hair. And then, like, now she has this, like, weird blonde helmet. Also her face. Um, but yes, very, <laughs> but very different. I I actually really liked what was happening with the second healer, who I would yeah. call, like, the real healer, uh-huh. yes. if, if I were to make such a statement. Um, not to besmirch this woman's livelihood, but I think you that... You can besmirch. Okay, great, thanks. <laughs> um, but I think that there was a lot that was drawn out from that conversation you know in the backyard at the burning man which i can't even get into that um but i think that you know the sharing i think was really good i didn't you know leah obviously like is going through so much with like her grandmother slowly dying i think lou's going through a lot you know sonia really couldn't go there and obviously and that's not you know it's pretty par for the course for her um but i think that like i really like that i mean them screaming like i think they got things out and they kind of got to know each other a little bit better in in a way that they probably even appreciated yeah ramona i'm liking ramona in these first two episodes like i know she's laying it on i know she's laying it on thick oh we lost kicks i think she had an internet issue um we'll we'll keep going just for a second um no i she's laying it on thick for um ebony clearly but i i'm in the healing, like in like the party and everything, it's yeah. it, she felt genuine to me. Like at the party, like felt like I, she was genuinely like excited to be there with everyone. Yeah, I agree. I mean, but listen, she's still calling people to help, and so I well, think you know awful. she yeah, may she, right. she may be nice, but she's still the same asshole she always has been. But yeah, the my here's my one worry about this season. Yeah. I don't, I don't know that there's enough housewives. It feels mm-hmm. very thin in terms of our players. I right. think also with the pandemic happening, like I think, you know, we're not going to be seeing a lot of other people and it's really just these five. And so I am a little bit worried that there's not more people in the mix. I'm mm-hmm. glad we're getting Heather next week. We get Bershon down later in the season. Um, but I, do you know what I mean? Like there's this, it feels a little light in terms of person, like people. Right, especially when they were sitting in that backyard. And yes, like, exactly. it's like, wait, this is a party that usually would have like at minimum 20 people just to, for the filming purposes. Like they would invite right. friends in the neighborhood and things like that. So it was just a bit like, it just felt so empty and I'm, like to have, I, I kind of died for the fact that like there's five people there and they had like people on stilts and healers and I mean, pizza ovens. They had more and, people, they had more people working the party than at the party. Right. right? I right. mean, and if you, I mean, like one of them went to bed and there was just four women in the backyard. So like, right. whereas on Beverly Hills, you know, we got like, we got like eight people and Atlanta felt really big and Jersey, you know, we got the husbands. So that feels big. Right. There's something very sort of pared down feeling about this cast, but I do like these housewives in terms of like what they bring to the show and what they can do. So maybe it'll be okay. Yeah, I well, I mean, we do we do have we have Heather coming in, so that's six. Which six is where we were before. We but have from Heather what coming I hear, in. For, Heather's only there for like four weeks, right? But still, we have her for this trip at least. And then <laughs> yes, yes, yes. And then we do have Bershawn coming in, probably like 
crossing over with Heather a little bit. So like right, maybe we so we have like it, it's clear that Bershawn goes on the cast trip later. So it feels like we'll have a sixth spot, but I yeah. do wish we were at seven or eight. We I've yeah. said so many times like one of the best seasons of New York is the season where they brought Dorinda on because they um, didn't need to bring on anyone because they already had seven wives, but they were like, no, we should just have, throw it all at the wall. Like, and when oh, you, yeah. when you throw it all at the wall, you get more storylines. Well, that's the thing. Cause you, the thing about this, this crop of housewives on New York, it's like, you know, the allegiances, you know, the alliances, you know, that Sonia and Ramona are always going to band together. You know, that Lou wants to be cool. So she's going to go with Leah, but then, you know, obviously Ebony is also on Leah's side. So Lou's going to band you back and forth. It's like, there's no surprises in the, the alliances. And that's always the thing that I think is really fun to watch is like the shifting and the changing and everything. And I yeah. don't know that that's going to happen a ton this season, but I could totally be wrong. And I look forward to being wrong as always. I no. think Go ahead, Kate. the rating, I th- I saw something about the ratings um, for this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, they were like, they dropped by like 50%. No, it was less than that. I think. Cause I think they bounce, they live around above a million and it was at 800,000, which is not good for a premiere, but Oh yeah, I I will also say I, for I am the biggest as you all both are also a massive massive Bravo fan. I completely forgot it was premiering. Like I really just didn't remember that yeah. it was on that it was on Tuesdays. Also Tuesday, you know, for most because I don't think most people watch Dallas, and so Tuesday feels like a bit of a dead night on Bravo. That's a great because people are like, oh, I don't watch Bravo on Tuesday nights because there's nothing on. Well, now there's something on, so I feel mm-hmm. like people right. will maybe remember and There's, come back because it's also interesting because something that i commend roni for is that we didn't know we don't know much about the season mm-hmm. right like going into so many of these like especially yes. beverly hills right now it's like well we know how it's gonna play out we saw we know the drama and then we saw the co- the premiere commercial so it's just like Okay, that's well, really, what, I'm not going to be surprised by yeah, anything, that's a but great it's like point, kicks. that's a so, that's a really good point. Because I wonder if people are like for honestly forgot, like you were saying, because yeah. there was nothing really to look forward to except a new housewife, which happens every season. So yeah, I yeah. think I think that's a good point because it's like you know if you think about it, Potomac had the Candace Monique fight we all knew was coming. Atlanta right. had the Bolo thing we all knew was mm-hmm. coming. Jersey, you know, I feel like people are always like interested in the Teresa stuff, right? And yeah, so, like, for sure. Like her, her like her, her parents dying, like that was a thing, and mm-hmm. being out of prison and the whole Italy thing. And then Beverly Hills, like we know they get COVID. Erica's divorce stuff. So like there are things that have nothing to do with promotion of the show that make you draw in. Whereas right. you're right, and- New York, there wasn't anything. Right. right, and we know, like, and Salt Lake. Like, this season's going to be so much about this freaking Jen Shaw shit. Oh, my Jen God, shit. you guys. I cannot <laughs> wait. They cannot They cannot live their lives fast enough for no. me. I don't know what to do with myself. I don't do think we'll myself. get it to, like, November. Whatever. I'll, I, don't, I mean, I know, That's- but, like, I just, I do not understand how this woman's lawyers are letting her film this show while she's waiting to and go to prison. starting Cameo, which on Cameo, <laughs> oh. you can tell them to say anything you want. And did you see on right. Cameo she dropped her price because them was signing up? Yes. She dropped it by like a lot. A lot. She was at $130 it, it, and then she dropped it to 100 um, I mean, I'm gonna get drunk this weekend and buy one from Jen Shaw. But it's I'm like you could, you could <laughs> no, truly be like, to to court. will you tell my friend happy birthday, and will you also tell my friend that you'll see her in prison? <laughs> right. And she has to say it. 
So it's well, like, well, I mean, she doesn't no, have she to doesn't say, have to. like, she can say, I'm not filming this, but I know, but I get what you're saying. Like, yeah. that's just, how it's, it's really interesting. And like, you know, and as her Instagram presence since all of this happened is also very bad. curious, you know, since it's bad. Yes, bad is also a great word because it's like, you know, she's like, free Jen Shaw, the truth will come out. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure we all know what happened. Like yeah. it's you're, you're guilty as hell and you're going to prison. The question is like, for how long? She gives off big Daniel Staub energy these days. For oh. sure. I mean, but even in that last season, the anger like yeah. that we would see come out. And what's hilarious is, and obviously I know it's not all this because obviously it takes more than four weeks for the FBI to put a case together. But I don't know how bad this would have been for her had she not been on the show. I mean, the wealth, I mean, very Teresa Giudice style, right? The wealth you're flaunting on the show right. really shows people like how bad this is. And then to go in the reunion and Andy be like, no one understands what you do. And then to explain it, it's like, the, I feel like the FBI was probably just like, I mean, this is great for us. Yeah, it's, it, she's a disaster. Yeah. But again, it. it's like, it. we will be ready tuning yes. in. Wait, oh I have one God. other thing, I... one other quote I want to I want to just touch on from New York and then we'll wrap yeah. up our, our our recap chat. That I just have to get in cuz it made me cry laughing was an eb- when remote when they came into Ramona's room and they were looking at like what she decided to wear, which first of all, she looks amazing. She's 64 years old and yeah. has that body Good like for her. oh my god. Good for and her. And Ebony goes, "If a lace through 90 with some pasties as you live, bitch, live." <laughs> <laughs> I, I was like sobbing, laughing, watching that again today. She just really tickled me. <laughs> and she's, she's, she gets how to do this show. For already. sure. Yeah, already, yeah for sure. You know? yeah. yeah. Well, I'm excited about the season. I really am. I, I think too. that I could, I, I could watch them do anything. And I, that includes true. being at the Hamptons for half of the season. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. Next Listen, week, go to the Hamptons, next week, go to Salem, go wherever. Yeah. Next I week mean. it appears we get a fight because Sonia didn't realize that her best friend Ramona does her checking account at um, Wells Fargo and not it <laughs> more is... JP Morgan. It, when I put together in the preview that that fight was about Banking. Wells Fargo, <laughs> I cannot. Sonia's clearly unwell. Yeah. Again. But like unweller, I don't know. I mean, this is going back to like the Morgan Letters thing from three seasons ago, right? right. We're screaming at Dorinda. Yeah, right. The the fight that made truly no sense. Truly, but but I knew it was real. Unlike the fights we were talking right. about before that are completely right. fabricated. Right. It was For like sure. I know she's really upset about this. I just don't understand why a human being would be upset about this. One day we'll have a true crime documentary about her life. I feel like oh, I feel like my there's God. just I a mean, lot that we don't even it, know about her divorce and everything. I mean, yeah. maybe it's like the next season of Dirty John or something. Yes. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. That would make a lot of sense. <laughs> um, well, this was such a fun little chat, guys. Um, yes. Before we let you go, Jarrett, um, yes. we like to end on just this fun little segment to wrap up our combo uh, because okay. we've gotten to know each other a little bit now. Um, and that is, it's actually going to be pretty good today because you you kind of work in reality television a bit. Um, we like to cast each other on reality. Um, so oh, so okay. Kix and I are going to say where we'd like to see you uh, in the reality okay. sphere. It does not have to be Bravo. It can be anything, okay? Sure. And then we'll wrap up and, uh, with Yeah, you, you can also say no. Yeah, you can say no. But, <laughs> <Okay>. but <laughs> I, you can, right. but saying yes with creative answers is, is, is I more feel like, fun. more fun. Okay. So but then we'll, I... end, we'll end with you yeah, saying about the two of us, so. Yeah. Kix, you okay. start. Okay, so I'm finding that your love of reality competition 
will translate very well into you being on Netflix's first, well, besides the circle, but like another reality competition show. Cause maybe it's survivor. Maybe it's a challenge. It's just like, you're so, you're so smart. I can tell in, from this conversation, you just have such good insight on people that I think you would play the game really well. So that's I see you in the reality competition. World I think for sure. I, I just think you'd be good on Survivor because I think you yeah. have like, you you really can, I feel like you can read people really well. Not like not read as in like like well, shade, which you could probably do that yeah. too. But I'm just saying like I feel like you have a good you have like a good perspective on like, sense on, yeah. on human beings, and I feel like you could like play social game pretty well in like a Survivor like setting. Mm-hmm. Maybe. I don't know. Do you disagree? <laughs> That's so nice. I love that. That sounds great. Would I, you ever I'm, go on? <laughs> would I ever go on reality television? Yeah, yeah, uh, it's so, so there's two things. So the part about like the survivor big brother of it all that would be tough is just the amount of in a speedo and shirtless at all times. Like that's just, <laughs> that's that's just really like mesh with my life. Yeah. Um, so, but the other part, and this is so funny. So I have this group of friends and they're all gay. And every time, you know, we're all out or whatever. And it's like, people are laughing, we're having a good time. Someone inevitably goes, oh, we should just be our, own. we should be a reality show. Someone should film of course, this. And I'm like, yes. of course, every group of friends says that. Yeah. But oh, the oh, thing is too, like, too. I, yeah. I feel like I always tell them whenever they say that, I'm like, but you guys, we wouldn't be unemployable if we were ever on reality television and people filmed our lives. <laughs> right. So like those are the two sides of my brain that kind of go with it. But yes, I'm sure it would be really fun. It would be fun. Yeah. Well, Jared, okay. do you have any uh, thoughts on the two of us? Sure. Well, Tom, well, I mean, you sort of tipped your hat to this time. You said you really would love to be on the challenge. I would love to be on the so, challenge, yes. So I would say the challenge, but I would say the challenge because obviously I think you have a real knack for people and you could probably like politic really, really well. You seem to be like a connector in a really great way. And so I think bringing people together for an alliance would be very easy for you. Okay. I love that feedback. And then, let's see. Well, I'm so I'm I'm focusing on the thing you said about Amanda, which is like you like the boring ones. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm trying to use that as my guiding force. So that makes me think it would be like, like what would be show? like a show? What's a boring yeah, like, show? Like what's a show of the boring ones? Would it be like? Would it be like not like couples therapy? But like, <laughs> no. Wait, that. <laughs> For reasons we can talk about offline, that is making me really <laughs> laugh. <laughs> so, uh, so I will say something. You know what? Okay. Oh, here's what I would do. I would say something that's actually skill-based. So like a Project Greenlight or like a Top Chef yeah, or some kind yeah. of show where like the drama isn't the focus of you being there. The reason you're there is to prove your worth in the field that you have spent a lot of time working in. Tom says I would be great on Nailed It. <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, I love that, too. I love that. I, mean, I would also be so good on Nailed It because I'm, I actually think I'd be good on, like, what's that? The Worst Cooks in America on yeah. You Network. and Sonia. Sonia was on I'm, it, yeah. I'm truly, like, a horrifying cook. Well, then let's get you on that show. Because there's yeah, nothing... Yeah, yeah. I, that's it. And there's nothing that brings me more joy in life than seeing people um, fail. So I love nailed it. I love tripping. Well, I love. Welcome to me. Constantly <laughs> at all times. Anyway. No, I. I would say I was gonna say I was. I'm kidding, but I, I'm not kidding. 
I really I, do. Well, like I mean, it. I think it's hilarious. What's, what's not to love about people failing? It's we we literally won one of our most successful reality competition shows at Netflix is based solely on that premise. <laughs> it brings me so much joy. Um, okay, well, Jared, this was great. Thank you so much again for coming on. And oh my you... gosh, thank you for asking. This was so fun. Of course, yes, this was so much fun. I could listen to you talk about Bravo and reality TV forever. You have such well, good it's like, con- hey, Well, like, you got another hour? We can go. Yeah. <laughs> well, thanks, no, you have such my, good insights. my friends are sick of it. So it's nice that our, some people still like to hear. Too, no. yeah. Same. Um, yeah. Before yes, we let no, you go, okay. can you plug uh, your Instagram and all that stuff? Oh, sure. Yeah, you can find me at Jared Says on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Although I don't really do a ton on TikTok. I'm trying to, I'm still trying to like, (laughs) I'm mostly a TikTok viewer. Mm -hmm. Um, But then sometimes I'm like, well, if I'm going to post this on Twitter, maybe I should also post it there and see if people will like it. So, uh, but yeah, so Jared says across all platforms, one R, two T's, come say hi. Yeah. And then uh, you can follow me at the Tom Hamlet. You can follow Kicks. At Kicks Hamlet, that's spelled C-I-X. Yep. And then uh, the podcast at Dumpster Dive Pod. And then uh, once again, Patreon, uh, we are covering Origins of Reality Television there. We're still working our way through Flavor of Love, season one. So subscribe Whoa. to that. Check that out. <laughs> Maybe we'll have Jarrett on to ch- oh, <laughs> Flavor of Love so sometime. Good. It's on um, video, Jarrett. So next yeah, time we'll video, warn so you. It, it, <laughs> I'll, I'll, wear, I'll, wear cl- I'll wear a clock and bring a chicken that we can clean in the dishwasher. Yes, <laughs> yes. yes. Um, and uh, everyone have a fantastic uh, night. Bye, y'all. Bye.